Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Welcome listeners to the Build Your Success Podcast today. As you know, this is where we build you so you can build others. We do that through some training and we do that through special guests. I am grateful today to have on the podcast with us Earl Gibson and a little bit about Earl. He was born in San Antonio, Texas, where he's moved back to today. He uh, went to high school in Alaska. He's moved around the world. I'll let let him tell you a little more about that, but he also served two terms in the Air Force. So First of all, Earl, thank you for your service. Yeah, I appreciate it. And if you could uh, tell our listeners a little bit more about you and uh, some of your background story. Yeah, so uh, like, like you had mentioned, you know, I was born here in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, my father was in the Air Force, and we were able to travel, you know, around the world uh, from Spain to Japan uh, to Alaska, where, where my father retired. And uh, he actually waited around another year. Uh, while I was in Air Force as well, so that way he can give me a lawful order while we're in uniform. So uh, that, w- that was much appreciated that he waited a whole year to be able to do that. Uh, but, yeah, I'm a second-generation uh, Air Force. I'm a veteran now living here in San Antonio, Texas. I've been here uh, since 2000, on and off since about 2002. Uh, left and came back uh, a couple times, and then I've uh, been here ever since. Worked in corporate America. I uh, left corporate America, started my own business in real estate, and uh, just enjoying the quote-unquote retired life, even though I work every day. Yeah, I guess you got that second career thing going on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you and I, we met through LinkedIn. I've seen some of your posts on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, some of them might be inflammatory to some folks, but I've enjoyed reading them, and I uh, I like to have people hold themselves accountable, and, I, and that's what the message that that you have out there that resonates with me is uh, holding yourself accountable. So let's dive into this holding yourself accountable today. So what are some ways that you do that, Earl? Hold yourself accountable. Well, I, I'm, I've always been my my own worst critic and my own worst judge. And, you know, I, I set uh, my standards uh, higher than most people would set for myself. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, I – I'm big into, you know, Christianity and the Bible and everything like that. And, you know, God says that I can have anything I want. He also says that I have to put the work, the work into it. You know, I I do my part as far as I can go and uh, God handles the rest of that. But, you know, it's still a accountability for me to, to do what I'm supposed to do in order to put myself in a position, you know, to do the things that I can and to have the things that I can't that I can have and to be in the position that I'm in now, you know, but I had, I had to put the work in, you know, and there's no, uh, there's no shortcuts to hard work. And, you know, at first I learned that the hard way, but, uh, you know, the more, the more I realized it, you know, the, the easier it actually became, you know, the harder I worked, the easier things became. So. I got to agree with you. You know, there's very few shortcuts in life and, and usually they don't work out when you do try to go that route. It seems like you hit a dead end or, or it's just a lot more troublesome than just going right through the, the hard work part. You know, uh, 
I, what I think it was Mark Twain that said opportunity comes and, 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 it, and it looks like work and it's dressed in overalls. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's the truth that, you know, it's going to take hard work to be successful. It's, it's not just something that falls in people's laps. You know, there, there are few and far between that inherit wealth. Most yeah. people are working for it. It's, it's really interesting because the, the more shortcuts I try to take, the, the harder it was, you know, to get to where I wanted to go. Uh, you know, taking those shortcuts and stuff, you end up repeating processes and things like that. And it, it just takes longer, you know, and there's, I, I learned how to uh, network with people who were in positions where I wanted to be, you know, who were already more experienced than I was. So uh, it was just plain wisdom, just leaning on their experiences and things like that, you know, and just follow the path that they had already, you know, kind of set forth for me instead of going around in circles like I was doing previously. So, you know, Earl, I like that thought and, and, and realizing that others can help us. It, it's so hard sometimes to ask for help. Uh, yeah. And yet if we do it, we can avoid some of those hard knocks that, that life has for us. Just getting some experience from someone who's, who's already done it the wrong way and can say, Hey, listen, that won't work. Yeah. What's some other ways that you uh, hold yourself accountable and, and maybe even hold others accountable? You know, I, I just, I'm not big on excuses, you know, and that, and that could be the military in me, but uh, you know, it's my, my mantra is kind of, you know, find a way, you know, find a way to get it done. You know, don't make excuses. It takes more energy to make excuses than it does to actual to actually put the work in, you know, and it takes less time to actually put the work in than it does to make the excuses. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm big on, you know, not making excuses and there's nothing that's new, you know, under the sun and that's that's biblical. And when you look at it like that, it's like, man, you know, somebody, somebody has already gone through this. Somebody has already done that. You know, there's people who've been in worse situations than me that have made it further than me. You know, what are they doing that I'm not doing? We all get the same 365 days a year. 366 during leap years. We all get the same 24 hours a day, same seven days a week. You know, it's what are you doing with your time? That's different than, you know, what I was doing with my time. That's, that's the only difference. It's what are you doing with your time? Are you wasting your time? Are you investing your time? You know, what are, what are you doing with your time? So uh, that's another way that, you know, I hold myself accountable is just look at how I'm spending my time. What am I spending my time doing? Am I listening to, you know, negative people and, you know, negative news and things like that? Or am I looking at ways of improving myself every single day? You know, am I trying to be better than I was yesterday? You know, tomorrow I want to be better than I am today, you know? So it's a constant competition with my, with myself. Cause I, I don't, if you look at other people, you're, you're never going to be fulfilled. You know, you're, you're not going to be happy if you look at what other people are doing, what other people have. But if you're constantly, you know, competing against yourself, you know, you, you'll find some fulfillment there beating your own goals. So, I think that's a great outlook. And uh, too often, you know, the old saying, comparing yourself against the Joneses. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's just something that we do by nature, but we shouldn't. The, the, the Joneses or whoever your neighbors may be don't have the same circumstances you have, don't have the same training, education, uh, don't have some of the same difficulties you may have. Yes. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's better, as you say, to compete with yourself, you know, and I grew up with competitive sports, man. I know what it is to, to compete against another team, 
But I like this idea when you're talking about self-motivation, self-development, that, that you're looking at yourself and getting better. Because, again, it just, it's just defeating to compare yourself to others. Yeah. Or, or it can even be limiting to compare yourself to others. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, and, and, you know, when you look at the markets out there, whether it be real estate or just business, you have competitors. And your competitors are not going to help you get better. You know, so that responsibility is up to yourself to see what they're doing. If they're better than you, find out why they're in the number one spot, you know, and, and look to pursue those things that are going to put you in that position that you want to be in. But you're not going to do that asking them. They're not information. It's not going to happen. Yeah, there's not, not very many people going to uh, lead you down the path. They may show you the direction and may point you in a good direction, but you've yeah. got to put the effort and the, and, the, and the actions and the work and labor in to get what you want in life. Yeah, and they don't, you know, they don't understand that. Even, even in society, you know, people complain about, you know, the wealthy and things like that, but they don't understand how much work they put in. You know, they all understand that, you know, Jeff Bezos was working out of his garage for years before he became, you know, a, a multi, multi-billionaire and realized Amazon was just selling books, you know, before they became who they are now. And, I mean, the idea was out there. I remember hearing about Amazon, you know, when I was in high school, you know, in the, in the late 90s and 2000s. I remember hearing about Amazon, you know, and everybody had the opportunity to, get involved with Amazon, support Amazon, invest into Amazon, but they didn't, you know, because they, they couldn't see beyond, you know, what, what was in front of them. They didn't want to look beyond what was in front of them. So as a result, I mean, there's, Jeff Bezos is, is rich and, you know, the other people were complaining about him being rich, but they had the same opportunity. Yeah. And, and back to that, that Amazon analogy, starting small, starting in a garage, starting only selling books, and perfecting that system to sell books and then you can sell other things in the same system. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's definitely, you know, something that, that took a lot of labor and a lot of effort, and a lot of time. And, and people don't see that side of it. You know, they, they see him standing up now speaking to crowds and, and one of the richest people in the world. But uh, there was a time I'm sure when he was paying things with credit cards, trying to keep his business afloat, like, like most business people. Yeah. I mean, people, Get a, they get addicted to the glitz and glamour, you know, things, but they don't realize the work, you know. And, you know, I look at athletes like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and the work that they put in. People don't see, you know, the 10,000 shots they put up a day, you know, after games and things like that to become, you know, the, the best who've ever played the game. But they only see them on the court, you know, and, and them, you know, scoring points on the court, but they don't see the work or the injuries and things like that that they have to work through, being sick, working with their sick and things like that. They don't see any of that. They just see, you know, the, the end result. And, you know, people who come in at the end result, those are the ones that you kind of got to watch out for. You know, I'm a student of uh, John Maxwell's. Actually, I got to see him this morning, so that was pretty cool. But anyhow, he, um, he likes to say he met a young man one time and says, John, I want to do what, what you're doing. He said, that's great, but do you want to do what I've done? Yeah. And it's those, you know, when you speak, I think he spoke over 10,000 times. Now he said, I ought to be good at speaking at this point. Uh, but, but I wasn't good when I started. And, yeah. and I think that that's too many people get stuck in trying to be perfect and wanting to have the perfect scenario 
before they just start some activity and, and, and get to work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what it is. You have to start, you know, if you, if you can't run, walk, if you can't walk, crawl, but you got to move, you have to do something. And, you know, it's success is not just going to, you know, find you. You have to go out and look for it. You know, it, it takes work, you know, to look for it. So uh, people just, I don't know. They just don't want to be around that word work. They don't want that. They feel entitled, you know, to things. It's like, you know, I look at kids now and they, you know, they graduate college and they go into corporate America and they're there for a week and they want to be the manager and director and the CEO of the company without doing anything. And it's like, well, you haven't, you know, you haven't even learned to live up to the mission statement of the, of the company yet, you know, but you want to be the, the CEO and things like that. But you don't realize the CEO has been here for 25, 30 years. And has understood the changes in the company and there are changes that are coming for the company. But you only see that one thing that you're okay at that we hired you for. And it's just that, that entitlement, man, it's just, it's, it's hurting a lot of people. I wasn't in the military like, like you were. Uh, my grandpa was. I've got twin boys that are 20 years old. They, they followed my footsteps. They put construction boots on and a hard hat on. And I've told them, you've got to earn your stripes. It don't matter who I am and what position I have. You have to earn your stripes. Yeah. And, and I, I think that you, you said it earlier, how the military has, has taught you to be a guy, no excuses. You know, I wish more people could, could at least understand that experience, even if they don't get to be, you know, the one wearing the uniform, but understand the principles of it and understand that, that you have to get out there and earn your stripes. I mean, you, it, it doesn't just come to you. It doesn't just fall on your lap. Yeah, it, it doesn't. And <clears throat> one thing that I learned from, you know, my dad was I'm not going to know everything and nobody knows everything, but you want to surround yourself with people who have access to that information that you don't have or who know those things that you don't have, you know, and that, that comes with working together with, with the right people. You know, and it's, it's good to surround yourself with, with people who know more than you do and who have more access than you do. Yeah, and you said it earlier about, you know, finding someone who's been successful and asking them questions and learning from them. And I think that's so important to recognize you're never going to know it all. Nobody is perfect and nobody yeah. uh, is going to – but to reach out and find people, create a network of people – you know, the, the, the LinkedIn thing's great, having these connections uh, and, and finding people that, that know more about a subject than you do that you can bounce ideas off of and say, hey, you know, if you were doing this, how would you do it? Yeah, and you'd be surprised, you know, how many people out there are, that are willing to help. You know, they're not going to put the work in for you, and they recognize that. You know, like if somebody asks me questions, you know, I'm willing to help you. But once I start seeing that I'm doing more work, you know, then actually mentoring and, and helping you and that you're kind of sitting back. I'm, I'm in that relationship. I don't have time for it. You know, I'm not going to, I don't waste my time. I mean, I can always make more money. You know, I can always buy more things, but I can't get my time back. That's you know, right. so, so time is, is the most precious commodity that anybody on this planet has because we'll never get it back. You never get the time back. So uh, it's important to look at, you know, what you're investing your time in and who you're investing your time into. 
Yeah, and I, I've seen – I've had some mentors that have mentored me for no charge whatsoever, but they've told me the payoff is when they, when they tell me something to do and something to try that I go and do it. And they yeah. say that's, that's the return on investment for them, that they'll keep, keep giving me wisdom and keep giving me ideas is if I'll take action. If, if, I, if they ask me two weeks later, hey, did you do what I told you to do? And I say no, as you alluded to, well, then I'm not going to mentor you if you're not going to listen to me. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's obvious that it works because, I mean, they're in a position that you want to be in. So, you know, if I have, you know, a billionaire coming up to me and saying, hey, you know, you're going to have to get up at four in the morning, you know, and, you know, spend time with God and, you know, plan out your day and make your bed and things like that. And you won't get to go to bed till, you know, 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, you know, but I guarantee in a year, you know, you'll, you'll at least have a million dollars in the bank, then I'm, I'm going to follow that advice. I mean, that's okay. That's fine. You know, that's the sacrifice I got to make. That's fine. But I, I trust your judgment because you're already in a position where I want to be at. You know, you already see the path. So, uh, you know, it's surprising, you know, how many people I've, I've dealt with that they don't want to put the work in. You know, I get up early, you know, and I'm looking around for them. I'm like, hey, you know, what's, what's going on? Oh, man, yeah, you know, I'll hit you up at, at 9, 10 o'clock. I'm like, bro, I've already had, you know, four or five meetings by then. You know, we, we're signing paperwork at 12. You know, I mean, you're just not waking up. It's not going to work, man. That's, that's not going to work. Well, you know, I got to go here. I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, if you're not willing to make those sacrifices now, then you're going to be working hard later, so. Yeah, and the guy that helped me actually uh, start a podcast. I had no idea how to start a podcast, and he uh, he said, "Well, this is how you do it." He gave me a few steps, and I went and followed those steps. And his name is Mac Story, by the way. He has blue collar leadership, so we'll plug Mac there. But just a great guy that's that's really leaned in to help me uh, help me write a book. That's another story, but uh, he's, but but never charged me a dime. I I told him one time. I said, "Man, I bought a." a $14 book and ask you a couple questions. And since then you've given me thousands of dollars worth of coaching and training. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's it's, awesome. And, and he's the one that told me, he said, well, it's the return on investment, man. He said, you know, when I, when I give you some things to do to try and, and you go do it. And he said, when I see you succeed, he said, it, it, it helps me and inspires me to help you even more. So uh, just, and, and I want to do that for others. That's, that's the reason I'm, I do what I do is, is try to help others and inspire others. Yeah, and I'm, I'm willing to help, you know, and I, I do things that, you know, will test people out. You know, I say, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to send you a text at, you know, three in the morning. I'm going to see if you respond to it. You know, if you don't, you know, you're not, you're not thinking like I am. You know, you're, you're really not, you know, because I, I stay up late, you know, to plan my days out, uh, what I want to do. And, you know, I wake up early to start, you know, working towards those things. But people don't see that. You know, they, they don't. They, they see the – in result, they'll see me in the shirt and tie or whatever, or, you know, speaking with people or shaking hands with people. And they're like, man, you know, this, no, it didn't come easy. It didn't come easy. You know, right, right out of the military, you know, I was homeless for three years and I was living out of a Jeep, you know, taking, you know, taking baths and stuff in sinks. So it's, it takes work, you know, to get, get to where you want or work at a gas station, only making $7 an hour, going from a gas station working security. And from there, worked at a warehouse. So uh, I've had a lot of interesting jobs, you know, and it's, it's taking work, you know, to get to where I'm at. 
Yeah, and that's that's what it's all about, man. Those humble beginnings uh, can, can make a great foundation for for people to succeed. Yeah, never never forget where you came from or what you went through, so that way you don't have to go through it again. And that experience, man. I, I like to tell people you can't train experience. Experience has to be experienced. Yeah, yeah, it does. There's there's no amount of school that can teach you, you know, life experiences. I mean, it can. They'll teach you from a book, but you're going to have to go out and live those experiences and things like that. And you're never going to be prepared for it. Yeah. And to your point, the, uh, the students that get out of college today and just expect that they're going to get the, the middle manager job without any experience in the industry is, is just, they get a rude awakening. Most of them. Yeah. Do I, I remember I worked at a, so I worked at USA uh, and I was at USA for uh, about six years. And it was interesting because, you know, I have experience, you know, talking with, you know, hundreds of people, briefing commanders and things like that. And, you know, when it went to having meetings and things like that at, at USAA, there may have been, you know, 10, 15 people in the room. And I'm able to give the briefing, you know, about what's going on and, and where we want to go as far as, far as goal setting and things like that. And they act like they were surprised. They're like, wow, you know, you did so well. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this was nothing. Well, I used to talk to, you know, three, 400 people and three generals and colonels and all kinds of people, you know, in the room and, you know, Depart Department of Defense people. It's like, there's a vice president here. That's, that's nothing. That's, this is nothing. This is easy, you know, but they, they don't understand that. You know, they're fresh out of college. They don't understand that, you know, so things like that are big opportunities for them. Yeah, and, and to realize that, that those people with titles are just human beings, man. They don't, yeah. don't be afraid of respect them. You know, they, they have their stripes. Uh, since we, we've got this military thing going, I'll just keep that going. But, you know, respect them for what, what they are and what they've done, but don't be afraid of them. Yeah. Yeah, just simple conversations. And, you know, people in the business world, they respect business. You know, so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about business and, you know, they, they hire you for a specific position. They expect you to know the job. So you need to know the job and, you know, you need to know what you're talking about, you know, when you get up in front of people. And the, the biggest thing I've learned, you know, from one of my mentors is, you know, if you're going to get up and, you know, speak in front of people, have something to say. Don't just get up just to talk. You need to have something to say. Yeah, something that people can relate to. Uh, and, and, you know, know your audience, know who you're speaking to so that you can give them what they need. Yeah. You don't want to give vegetarians a cheeseburger, right? <laughs> nah, even though they need it, but you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing is just, just knowing who you're speaking to and valuing them and valuing what, what they want to hear. And it may, one group may not be the group you need to talk to if you don't have anything to provide to them, but that's, that's yeah. just the way we need to, pay attention and learn and, and respect each other back, back to those, those leadership people that sometimes people are scared to talk to. One thing I've noticed is because people are scared to talk to them, they crave someone speaking to them because they don't get it as much as they'd like to have it. Yeah, they do. And they're, you know, they're usually surrounded by, you know, yes, people, uh, people who want to say yes and things like that. But, you know, when you're in a position in a company where you kind of see what's going on, because 
they're they get detached when you when you reach a certain level you know in the company you kind of get detached from what's really going on from your people and things like that so when you have somebody who you know is is going to tell you hey that's not true this is what's really going on and maybe you need to listen to it you know it kind of they kind of look at it differently and kind of look at you a little bit differently as well. You know, and they kind of respect your opinion a little bit more. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's great, Earl. It, uh, I appreciate everything you shared with us today. And uh, it's about that time. We're at about 25 minutes. So I want to give you an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find you and get in contact with you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, right now my, my biggest platform is probably LinkedIn. You know, I really wasn't too big in the social media at first and then you know i figured everybody else wants to voice their opinion so go ahead and put my opinions out there and you know my my issue is you know you have these groups and things coming out and they're saying that they're speaking on behalf of you know a, a certain you know group of people and i have a problem with that you know if if i have something to say i'm gonna say it myself you know i don't need anybody to speak for me so you got all these groups coming out and they're, you know, quote unquote, representing black people. Well, I'm a black person and I don't agree with your views at all. You know, and I'm, I'm going to make that known that I don't agree. And, you know, it's funny that I'm running into people that tell me what I should be thinking and what opinions I should be having, you know, but, you know, they're still wet behind the ears and things like that. So uh, they'll learn quickly and they're starting to learn quickly that, you know, I, I don't have time for that. I really don't, you know, so it's just a matter of voice, my opinion. Uh, but again, you know, probably my largest platform is, is on LinkedIn. So uh, I do my best to reach out to and communicate with anybody who reaches out to me. Uh, I'm not afraid of conversations like some people are, but sure, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people out there. They're just afraid of conversations, but I'm not, you know, I'll say the same thing to people's faces. I'll say, you know, through, the words that I'm typing or through a podcast or anything like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. We need to be genuine. And, and I, I think we need to hear from all perspectives and all voices and, and then establish our own opinion. This, this right and left stuff, man, is just dividing yeah. our country, man. And, and there's things that, that people on both sides have that are good views and good opinions, but it's just, we are so divisive these days that it's, it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to watch it. I agree. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much right down the middle. I call balls and strikes. So, you know, if, if one side is doing good, you know, Hey, good job. You know, if they say something stupid, I'm going to call them out on it. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's that part where it's when you call somebody out on it, you know, they kind of get upset about it. And it's like, well, what are you getting mad about? I mean, it's just truth. So now that you're mad, get over it. it. It doesn't change any of the facts, the statistics or any of the truth, all that's still the same. The only difference is your blood pressure's up. That's that's it. You know, and it doesn't affect me at all, which is, you know, what people don't realize. It doesn't affect me. You know, people getting mad about what I say, it doesn't it doesn't affect me. I I couldn't care less. You know, it doesn't change any of the facts or any of the truth or any of that. You know, but you know, people we live in a, a society, people care about feelings. You know, they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Everybody wants to be politically correct and things like that, but uh, it's time out for that, man. We need to, you know, just pull these out and just be straight up and honest with each other. Yeah, and definitely listen and understand each other and, and work towards a common goal of, of making this country a better country, is my opinion. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, keep God first, bring God back in the government, and, you know, just believe God and he'll work out the details. Well, that'd be a great thing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, that's a great point to end on. For our listeners, it was great having you on the Build Your Success podcast today. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast, and I hope you'll share this podcast with others. If you will, give us a rating and a review, an honest rating and review. Hey, we want to hear the good and the bad. Definitely get over there on your device, wherever you're listening to this podcast, and, and give us a rating and review and share this with others. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Thank you. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.